Welcome into this week's episode of I Don't Know Jim, where we will be going over the Week 9 NFL scores and previewing the Week 10 NFL games. Week 9 proved to be a great week. Pats have a winning record. Tom Brady does not. The Ravens are legit. And uh uh-oh, Josh Allen. All coming up on today's I Don't Know Jim. Jim, what do you say we don't kick it off here with a little he's Jim from week nine? He's I'm going Jim. to start. My first overall pick has to be pretty easy here. It's going to be Jim Joe Mixon. The guy had five total touchdowns on the day. 22 attempts, 153 yards on the ground, four receptions, 58 yards in the air. He was ridiculous. He was the Bengals' whole offense. I think he was something crazy like the ninth most fantasy output in the history of the nfl like it's just an absurd number and he was unstoppable today so he has to be a gem uh yeah he just so happened to be on all of my opponents starting lineups for fantasy this week Ooh. Uh, that was great uh definitely a gym worthy out output for him this week uh i gotta you gotta just tip your hat sometimes i won't, I won't lie that was ridiculous i'll happily eat it if uh if a guy's gonna go that crazy I can kick it off with my first uh, Jim. He's Jim. Going to go down the defensive route here because I really liked this guy's performance this week, and that is none other than Justin Houston. I knew you were going there, Jim. I knew you were going there. Zidane's a good one, too, but I, I bet he's coming out of your lips a little later. What? Justin... <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Carissa Thompson can what in that dress? <laughs> Anyway, Justin Houston finished with two and a half sacks, a pick, and two tackles, and a dominant, dominant win down in New Orleans. Uh, Ravens are legit. He's helping them with that performance there. He's Jim. I guess we don't have a guest this week, so it'll just be snaking back to myself once again. It definitely will be, Jim. And I'm going to go with Justin Fields, Jim. He is, yeah, I know he lost, but he put on a show this week, Jim. And I'm I'm really excited about the prospect of what Justin Fields is blossoming into in front of our eyes. Uh, I think he had a great show. I should probably give the stat line. Yeah, that would help. He did set a record, so you might want to mention that. Record. Yeah, he had 123 yards in the air with three passing touchdowns. But the big record was 15 rush attempts for 178 yards. And that broke the single season re- record for rushing yards by a QB. In the regular season? Yes. People seem to be uh, forgetting about Colin Kaepernick, so I just wanted to make sure that was clear. But continue, sorry. No, yeah, that's fine. That is a great point to clear up there. But that is, I don't know, it's an I don't know gym performance of the of the week for sure. Definitely, man. And I'll keep it rolling here. Mine is going to be kind of a sneaky pick here. It's going to be Lions rookie defensive back Kirby Joseph who was named defensive NFC Defensive Player of the Week here. He had two picks, three pass defense, and 10 total tackles against the Packers on Sunday in a huge upset victory. 
that's a ridiculous performance, and I'm pretty sure it's also the first time that a Lions rookie has ever won Defensive Player of the Week like that, so it was pretty impressive. Obviously, that was a ridiculous win for them, and he was one of those guys that helped fuel it, so I feel like that's a, a big-time gym performance. And my last pick here, I think you're going to laugh at me, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyways. It's going to be none other than Tom Brady. Oh. That drive that drive at the end of that game was vintage, dude. Vintage. It was. It was. In uh, the rest of the game, he had 280 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, the touchdown came that last drive. But, man, I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, he's got a chance. Anybody else you look at, you're like, they got no shot. Dude. I took it. I took him live on that. Pod. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I kind of, I had a little doubt. And I was like, at the end of the game, I was like, how could I have ever doubted that man after what I've seen my whole life? So Tommy, I'm sorry. You're a gym this week, man. That's, that's fair. That is fair. Right. Uh, it's a vintage performance. I'll, I'll tip my hat to that gym pick. And then I'll, I'll finish it off with our boy T-Law, Trevor Lawrence. Hey. I will say it's not all that impressive coming back to be the Raiders because it's like the town, the town whore, those Raiders. They just <laughs> love giving up big leads to everybody. Oh, it's insane. So not that impressive in that sense, but great performance from him in the second half. 17 unanswered in the second half. I believe it was 20. Was it 27 unanswered? I don't know. They got a three in there, there at some point. Eh, whatever. Super important, impressive comeback win by uh, T-Law. Showing some shades of why he was the consensus number one overall pick. He's Jim for this week as well. Now it's time to move on to our Jameses of the week. Mine is going to be pretty easy as I watched the Patriots walk all over the Indianapolis Colts. And it's not necessarily about the Colts performance in this one because they sucked. They're bad. But the fact that Jim Irsay went out and hired ESPN analysts Jeff Saturday to be the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts is ridiculous. Like that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my whole life. And I follow the NFL like it's my job. Dude, how do you look at members of that coaching staff and say, okay, so we're going to fire this guy and we're going to bring in that guy you see on TV during daytime. Sure, he he played center for the Colts. He's got years of experience. But just because he was a player doesn't mean he knows anything about coaching. And I can't imagine what a slap in the face it was like for those guys sitting in that building, hearing that news, knowing that they just got passed up for a TV analyst. Ridiculous. Colts, what are you doing? That's James' move right there. Yeah, Jim, that's, uh, that's pretty fair, Jim. That is a crazy, crazy, crazy move, too. Well, first off, we called that, by the way. Yeah, you're right. Number one, a head coach fired. Come talk to Near Pat. <laughs> we'll do it. We will get that get that son of a out of the building. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great point there, Jim. Uh, I know if I was a coach in that building, I don't even care what kind of if I'm the water boy, which is more like what we would be. I'd be yeah. that I even got passed over. That's ridiculous. I know he's like a Colts legend, but that is insane. You can't do that. No. Dude, he's never coached at the college level, at the NFL level. How do you do that? It's the ultimate head scratcher. There's going to be some Rooney rule implications, but I don't know if it applies. No, they don't apply to interim head coaches. It should. It's crazy. Uh, Crazy it doesn't. Anyway, Jim, 
my James of the week is going to be none other than the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I mean, it's an embarrassing loss. You really let little brother Detroit Lions actually get a win over you. And that's not to dump on the Lions, but... I mean, they're not good. No, I mean, they're not good this year at all. And also the Packers have been dumping on them for quite some time now. Mm, That's your daddy. That is your daddy. And the Lions took one one this year. The Packers sit at three and six. They're done. Yeah, it's over, man. They're done. Vikings are pulling away up there. And Aaron Rodgers just looks lost. Right, like that doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't trust his guys, man. He's missing throws. It's weird. It's very weird. I agree. It that was not a performance I'm used to seeing out of him. Nope. I'm not gonna put the he's done chain on Aaron Rodgers just yet. No, I think the Packers as a team are done though. Oh, absolutely. We agree on that. Absolutely. Let's move it into recap time here, Jimmer. Thursday night football one week ago. We had the Eagles take down the Texans 29-17. to This game was knotted up at halftime, if I'm not mistaken, or it was close. I forget. And the Texans definitely put up a fight here. Damian Pierce had a nice game on the ground, 139 yards. And the Texans were in it for for most of the game. And then at the end, it just kind of got away from them. And the Eagles did enough, pull off a victory. Jalen Hurts looked good. Uh, but but I would say that for a large part of the game, they kind of had trouble protecting him. Jerry Hughes had a couple nice plays coming off the edge. Um, I, and I wouldn't say it was concerning, but I think it's something to watch here because the Texans, I mean, they're 1-6-1. and one. Their personnel is not good anywhere. So it, it's kind of something to raise your eyebrows at, I think. Yeah, fair enough, Jim. My question, which might be an unfair one, are the Eagles a fraudulent 8-0 and undefeated team uh, all these graphics i've seen the graphics jim it, i i don't think it's that unfair i think it's a little unfair you play who you play correct but the question more being not you know they got they're eight no they deserve to be eight no if you beat eight teams on your first eight games and you win them all congrats you deserve to be eight no the question more being can they keep this up are they really this level of this undefeated team undefeated juggernaut that can just run the table do we still need to see more out of them? I don't know. I think we need to see more out of them against a real defensive front. Interesting. When they play Washington and when they play Dallas again, I think that's going to be the real heat check on this Eagles team. One thing I like about them, though, that I think makes them different than the Bills, I know we're not talking about the Bills, but I feel like they're not acting like they have it in the bag. Like I feel like that's what's gotten the Bills in previous weeks, the, the Eagles are, are fighting, 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 fighting. They're not, they don't have like a, they have a swagger to them, but it's not a cockiness, you know? That's the one difference, I think, for them. Fair take. See you, Texans. Yeah. You know, they were never really here, were they? No. Maybe they'll get a quarterback and they'll be, uh, not, I mean, no disrespect, Davis Mills, but. Oh. They look at a quarterback and compete next year. Who knows? Or long neck. He just makes some really questionable decisions at times. No hate to him. He's got no weapons anyways, man. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, that's enough about that game. We can head over to the 1 p.m. slate where the New York Jets 
take down the Buffalo Bills as 11-point underdogs at home. Now, that was a disrespectful line. Yes, we were on that, too. We talked about that before the game started. We did. Anyway, Josh Allen didn't look good. Didn't look great. Nope. Uh, Sauce Gardner did look good. Still looking like that dude. Still looking like that rookie of the year dude. He is, man. Jets, I mean, Zach Wilson, I'm still not thoroughly impressed with. Shouldn't be. You know, they got the win. He helped helped in that win, so props to you, Zach. But I think that defense is legit, man. Me too, dude. Very, very legit. Yeah. making They're making that Ravens week one win over the Jets look better. Yes. Jets. Yes, absolutely. That's a team that is, I am very afraid of the Jets, man. Patriots are on a bye this week. And then after that, they got the Jets at home. Ooh, I really don't know. And I know they beat them the first time, but I really think the Jets just said, Zach, dude, just throw the ball away or get down. Don't give it to the other team. That's what he did here. And they won, man. The Bills are one of the best teams in the league. I think we we both know that. And this was a, a huge statement win for them. I don't think this was a fluke. Like like Josh Allen hurt his elbow at the end there. But how many plays does that really affect? A yeah. handful? I'm glad you brought that up because I, right. I don't want saying jo- the reason they lost was because of Josh Allen's elbow. Absolutely not. Garrett Wilson also looks like a stud at receiver. Yeah, he looks good. And and I think that the, their big, you know, their driving force here is going to be that defense. And if the offense can just do enough, which we've yet to see if they're capable of really, then I think that they they can definitely make some noise in the playoffs here. I think that this is a playoff team. I mean, did you see the – sure, you have. Did you see the coin flip? Yeah. Coin flip piece of paper. Loss in the AFC championship game. Is that right? Yeah. I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think that is going to happen, but I don't think it's that crazy. No, I think this is a team, though, that with their defense could beat anybody on any given Sunday here. Like, I, I, I got to take for you. I got to take for you. Let's hear it, Jim. I think that the New York Jets are the 49ers of the AFC. I love it. I love it. I think it's a pretty good take. The only thing I raise you is I wish they had a really – if they had Brees Hall, uh, that'd be spot on. That'd be perfect. But I think that's a good take. They're a dangerous team. Their offense really doesn't you know, do anything special for you, but the defense is that that propeller, that, that extra boost. Robert Sala, too, also came from San Francisco, so good link there. But definitely I like that take. We can keep going to Paycor Stadium now. Where the Bengals just slapped the Panthers relentlessly from start to finish here. A 28-point second quarter behind five touchdowns from Joe Mixon. I don't really have much to say here, dude. The, the Panthers are who we thought they were. They suck. The Bengals got back on track big time here. Good for them. But, like, oh, my God. Uh, I, that's one of the most dominant performances from a single individual I've I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Jim, I did mention that uh, my opponents happened to have Joe Mixon in a fantasy contest. And every time, we, yo, we watched the game together. You said you'd get a notification. You'd go, no way. And I'd have to go, <laughs> him again. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, this game was over at half, 35, yeah. 35 bagel. Yeah. Maybe we were a little harsh on Matt Rule. 
and maybe the Panthers have come down from that emotional high you get after a bad head coach is fired. Mm. Do we owe Matt Rule an apology? No. Absolutely not. He was a bum, <laughs> but his roster is not great. This so. is post-mortem. He's dead already. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe we shouldn't dance on his grave, but sorry about that one, Matt Rule, but we can move on. Head, head back over to Detroit. We were just talking about this with my James of the Week, the Green Bay Jamesers. <laughs> I mean, putting up nine points to a Lions defense that Correct me if I'm wrong, Jim. Was statistically the worst defensive in the league. Heinous. Aaron looked bad, dude. He was throwing picks. Another thing we mentioned pre pre kickoff. Those goons at NFL Network were blasting this statistic that Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown a pick against the Lions in you know 20 years. You know, whenever one of those goes up, something's going wrong. Something's going wrong. Uh, and indeed, he threw a couple picks. Looked like a washed, washed individual. I did kind of get a little bit of enjoyment after each pick. He would take the chin strap and just slap it. Oh, yeah. He looked like he was about to have a meltdown. He was acting like a big old baby. Three picks here. Like, I don't understand how they're so... I guess I do understand. They're just so broken. They have no run game. Their receivers are booty. Like, Alan Lazard is okay, but that's not a number one. That's a number three on any other team, or maybe a number two. But, dude, like, this definitely says more about the Packers and the Lions, too, because the Lions barely won this one. They stink, too. But for sure, I think the Packers season's over, and it's sad because it's fun when they're involved. It's going to be interesting, though, how, how they handle it down the stretch here, because who knows? If they really crash and burn, maybe Rodgers is done. Maybe he he hangs it up after this year. Wow. Uh, maybe he says, you guys couldn't surround me with the pieces that I needed. You know, you wouldn't pay up for Devontae Adams. And this is what happens. And I don't want to be a part of it anymore. So who knows? I think that, that this has bigger implications for the future, honestly, than this season. Because I think we knew the Packers weren't really going to be able to do anything this year. Uh, that's my big big takeaway, honestly. I don't think that's ridiculous at all. I, I would be surprised to see it just because, you know, he's been a Packer for that long. Yeah. But it's not ridiculous. They no. are down a bad, bad path, and I don't see how they fix it. No, me either. And he's always whining and complaining up there about how he wants to leave and blah, blah, blah. He'll and now the that they stink, why not? Yeah, dude, he's going to be the next, like, Peyton Manning to the Broncos. Uh, Ooh. Maybe the Colts decide. What if we give Ooh. up the rest of our picks for another quarterback? Jim. Oh, I can get behind Aaron Rodgers and Indy. That'd be nutty. You know what's funny, though? What? It's not funny yet, but uh, now that Frank Reich's on, maybe it'll actually work out. No, sorry, Frank Reich. Dancing on all these coaches' grades. It'd just be funny if they brought in, like, you know, they think they keep taking these steps up like Carson Wentz. All right, Carson Wentz didn't work out. Let's get Matt Ryan. He's a step up Carson Wentz, right? He doesn't work out. And then they go, okay, let's take another step up and get Aaron Rodgers. And it'd be really funny if it didn't end up working out. Because then you just got to blow it all up, right? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what they just did here. Speaking of the devil, they got smacked around as well this weekend by the Patriots. Their offense was so bad. So bad. This game was a snoozer of the weekend. 
And I was mad at you at first, but when you made it, or you made me put it on my laptop, that was the right decision. Red zone on the TV, Patriots on the laptop. This game was a brutal watch because the Colts were horrible. The, the, the Patriots got to Ellinger nine times. That's absurd. Three by Uche, three by Judon, and three by other guys. Anyways, my thing here is the Patriots offense still looked bad too. Their one scoring drive was like within 10 yards of the goal line after that blocked punt. That blocked punt was sick. They had the gunner come in late. That was sick. That was that was like a cool play to watch. But other than that, like the, their offense makes me nervous. I'm hearing stories that Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard, sorry, was calling out plays at the line. He knew it was coming and that they were telegraphing him. And they, I mean, I'm not a Mac Jones guy either. He had one nice throw to Hunter Henry on the day. They also couldn't protect Mac Jones. The offensive line is, is butt. So, and when I look forward here, Colts, see you later. You guys are screwed. You guys have a, an analyst as your head coach. Good luck. Patriots, good time for a bye here. But it gets hard when you come back. You've got the Jets. The Vikings, the Bills twice. And I I don't think this offense has what it takes to keep up with them. They've been good on the defensive side of the ball, but who have they really played? Who have they played? Oh, so they got a who did who did they who have they played treatment? I'm just <laughs> I, I agree with you. I don't think the Patriots are that good of a football team. I think their defense is very good. I do I do respect their defense. Matt Judon, favorite for defensive player of the year, gotta be at this point. At this given moment, uh, at eight, yeah, he's having a year 11 9 2022. He's got to be the odds on favorite, but that offense is ooh, it's bad, man. Looks bad at times, it really does. If they never Mondre Stevenson, they would be trash. We can keep moving though to my almost be a gem pick of the week, which would have pushed, so it wouldn't have been a loss. But the Chargers take down the Falcons 20 to 17. I guess for the for clarity, my pick was the Falcons plus three. Extra. And uh the Falcons, man, what happened? The char this is a game the Chargers should win. And I know they were missing a lot of guys. It's but this had Chargers lost written all over it. Sorry. It had it, it had it written all over it. Uh worst run defense, Falcons run the ball down teams' throats. No Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. It looked like a huge letdown spot for the Falcons. Shout out to Dicker, the kicker, for hitting the game-winning field goal. But before that, I don't know which linebacker it was on the Falcons. They made a great, great defensive play, punching the ball out on Eckler. And my guy picks up the ball, starts running it back for the Falcons, and he fumbles it himself. That was horrible. <laughs> it made me swallow my heart, but I'm used to Falcons blowing leads. These birds, man. These these bird teams. At least, at least I got my Ravens right. They don't blow leads. Sight. Yeah, it was Taquan Graham on that fumble. <laughs> that was like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. That's a dude. If, if he holds on to that ball, I, I think the Falcons win that game. I agree. The Falcons had their chances here too. Mariota missed Pitts on that bomb where he got behind the defense, yeah. dude. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, and I looked at it, I don't know whose fault it was because it looked like Pitts kind of was fading towards the sideline more. And I don't know. But regardless, like, uh, that's their bread and butter is running the ball. And they ran it all right. 
but they, that that's like a, a a game that a good team doesn't let slip away. And I think the Falcons are a very very middle of the pack team. They have absolutely no hope of of, of throwing the football. Uh, looking at the box score now, I mean, dude, Kyle Pitts led the team in receiving in twenty seven yards. That's that's nasty. This is the twenty twenty two NFL we're talking about. That is incredibly crazy for the Chargers. Good for Josh Palmer for stepping up. Austin Eckler is a beast. He just like lives in the end zone. We'll see if they can get some guys back here and make some progress down the stretch because this is a team that people thought was going to the Super Bowl and now I think is a fringe playoff team. I think I like teams like the Jets better than the, the Chargers. I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah, I do. I agree. That's fair to say. Cool. Now we can move on to the Raiders blowing another 17-point lead here, Jim. To the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final of Jags, 27-20. to 20. And this one was telegraphed in. I literally was sitting on the couch. I looked at you and I said, Jags won in this game. They have to be. This is the Raiders we're talking about. And Devonta Adams got his. 10 for 146 and two touchdowns. But dude... The Jags came roaring back here. Trevor Lawrence made the throws he had to, was spot on, stepped up in some big spots. Travis Etienne went for over 100, two touchdowns. I think that this is the same Raiders team we've seen all year. They've been so frustrating. They can't close. The Jaguars just capitalized. You know, they took what was there. They really didn't do anything crazy, but they just stayed in it the whole game. So, to credit to them, credit to Doug Peterson. But Raiders, dude, finish the game. Figure it out. No, yeah. It's embarrassing at this point. You just see the headlines on all these games. Raiders blow, insert point lead. You know, I guess I can't talk too much about, you know, my Ravens had this issue. Well, they've figured it out now. They have figured it out. And I will say the teams they blew those leads to are good. They're not the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. You know, so Daniels has got to be on the hot seat a bit. Two and six. Your season's done. Unless you're on the table. No, dude. We we thought they had a chance, but after they dropped that game to New Orleans, now this. That's all. It's got to be over for these clowns. Yeah, I agree. I guess. Uh, I just, I hate to see a team. That, uh, they have such a nice stadium, Jim. It's the most expensive ticket in football. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous stadium. And I just... I'd love to see it in the playoffs, man. I bet it'd be pretty cool, but I think we're gonna have to wait for that one. Oh well, we can we can keep moving. Let's let's go to a fun one. We can go to a fun game. This was a fun one. The Dolphins taking down the Bears 3532 in Chicago. But I think this is one of those rare games where both sides come out happy with the result in some sense. Elaborate. The Dolphins get the win, so they're happy. The Bears are looking forward to the future, man. They're three and six, but they are stoked about what they're seeing out of Justin Fields. They're dude. They were they kind of remind me of you know not exactly, but they remind me of the Ravens a few years ago when they just were starting to really build the offense around that young quarterback. Run the run the ball with your mobile quarterback, and you know, I know they just traded Roquan away, but they got some picks. Maybe I, I like them next year. I like the Bears next year. Yes. I definitely agree with you. I'm going to be hopping on the Bears bandwagon for 2023. Um, for them, good to see Fields develop. Uh, in my opinion right now, he's the best second-year quarterback out there. We've seen him take these steps week by week now, and he's improved as a passer. 
and he just set the regular season record for rushing yards in a game. So, hello. He's always been dynamic with his legs. But on the other side here, the Dolphins, good win. I think this is a good win. I mean, going going up to Chicago, and this was a track meet. Miami's defense kind of stinks, but their offense, they just go. I mean, Tyreek Hill is on pace for like something crazy, like over 2,000 yards receiving. That's absolutely bananas. So their, their offense, and Tua's been good too. Uh, he's been a guy that I've hopped on a little bit here, but he's looked good in the McDaniel offense. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see. The AFC East is sneaky, extremely competitive this year. They're they're going to be scratching and clawing down the stretch. Yes, sir. Can keep going. Vikings commanders here. Jim, your boy Taylor looked like he was going to pull it off, but unfortunately, iced out Kirk Cousins brought the <laughs> W home to Minnesota with him, and they escaped. The play of that game to me, Jim, was that Harrison Smith pick. Yes. It just, it deflated the commanders and it lifted up the Vikings so much. And I know those are pretty like easy things to just say and be like, yeah, well, no, no duh pick does that. The Vikings didn't really look in control for most of this game, Jim. Nope. Uh, that's a gritty road win. I don't care what you say. Commanders, I don't care that they're four and five. They're not a fun team to play. I think the Vikings, that's a big win. I think Iced Out Kirk deserved to ice, ice out like that. They're 7-1, dude. They are not talked about enough. No, I've, it's weird, though. I don't get it. I feel like people look at them and are like, eh, well, you know, they're the Vikings. Well, they're kind of giving them the Giants treatment, which I don't yeah. think it's fair at all. No. That That roster is not the Giants roster. It's not even close. And I honestly think that the coaching isn't that far behind, too. That they're even, if not, you know, a step above or below. Who's to say, really, at this point? And like the, like you said, the Commanders, it's a, I mean, that's a feisty team. I They've got a really good defensive front. And their offense, too. On I mean, Taylor Heineke's just going to throw the ball up. But, you know, the referee sets a pick. Referee sets a pick. Curtis Sammy comes down with a touchdown. I don't know. I think the Vikings are a really good team in the NFC. Okay, Jim, bird battle alert. Big one here. Seahawks, no, Cardinals. No, no, this isn't even a battle, dude. Oh, come on, Jim. I mean, yeah, in theory, it's a bird battle. These these fraudinals, man. They don't even deserve to be part of this epic bird battle. They stink. I hate <laughs> them. I hate them so, so much. I mean, you keep running back to them, so I think you love them very secretly. I don't understand I it. I want them to be good. I want them to be like Cliff Kingsbury is one of the actual coaches that I think like is kind of cool. I think uh, there are a lot of fraud cool coaches. <clears throat> McVay. Oh, sorry. Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> but I actually do like Cliff Kingsbury a lot, and I hate that they just look so awful. Yeah, dude. I really was questioning why you would ever put money on them here. The Seahawks have been so hot. Like, like sneaky Geno Smith is up there in the MVP conversation. Kenneth Walker has been a stud on the ground for them. And their defense has actually been really good in the past couple of weeks. I remember the first four weeks, we were like, oh, they suck. But when you look at it in, in a sample size that is more recent, like, they've been pretty damn good. And, and for, for the Cardinals, like, figure it out. Like, I know you guys just signed your deals up there, but I wouldn't be shocked if you got canned after this because this is miserable. 
right? Like this is bad. And we already touched on it, Jim, with the these guys are locked into long term contracts, so they better figure it out. They're lucky they are, man. But <laughs> I don't know, Jim. They look like they're in trouble. I agree, man. Whatever. That's enough about them. You highlighted the Seahawks. I dumped on the Fraudinals. We can head over to an actual good ending to a game where Tom Brady, final drive, took down the Rams. That's why he's What an goat. absolute must win for the Bucks, by the way. Hashtag my goat. Ooh, they needed that so bad, and I'm glad they were able to get it. Yeah, dude, if they lost that game, like, oh. Like, the Rams' offense is so bad. I just saw that Matthew Starr was in concussion protocol. Probably from slamming his head up against the wall because they stink so bad. Like, uh, I mean, Cooper Cup had that one big play. That's great. You guys can't run the football. Your defense is good. But this is not the Rams of last season. It's incredible to see how far they've dropped off just based off of their offensive line play, which I guess I shouldn't be shocked at. But their offensive line has been horrible. And, and you said it. Great win for the Bucks. This was vintage Tom. I'm serious. I, I talked about them being one of those teams down the stretches that you better look out for them. Don't let them get in the playoffs because they can beat anybody. So we'll see. I'd like definitely like to see them get going on the ground more. And Mike yeah, Evans looked like he had bricks strapped to his hands. Uh, yeah, it's like that often this year. Weirdly. Which is which is very strange. So I want to see them get it going on offense, but I think this is a good sign that, that last drive was like rip your heart out. Yeah, that was that was demoralizing. That's a big loss for the Rams, too. They would have been 4-4 four and four with that win. Mm. I don't know. Jim, what do you think? Do you think this is the NFL catching up to the Rams a bit? Yeah. yeah. The league always catches up. You know? Yeah. You can get away with it for a while, but... And especially, this is the year that they get the target on their back. These are the defending Super Bowl champions. Years before, they were just the Rams. They were a team that got close but couldn't win it. They win it this past year, and... Now everybody's gunning for them. And they've they've come out flat. Their offense has not looked good. They can't protect Stafford. I don't know if his elbow is still bothering him or what. But this is a team that I think is in serious jeopardy of missing the playoffs. As crazy as that might sound. They've shown me nothing all year. And they played bad teams very closely and lost to the good teams. So, uh, I don't know. I, there's trouble. I think trouble in L.A. That's my big takeaway for them. Now on a Sunday night... The Chiefs narrowly defeating the Titans in overtime, Jim, by a final of 20-17. to 17. Malik Willis gets the start here for the Titans. Derrick Henry eats on the ground, 115, two touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes goes off in the air. But man, dude, like the Titans, very chippy team. I totally underestimated them, one, heading into this matchup. And two heading into the season, their defense is like very, very stout. I would say they they have a physical style of play to them, and I guess you can say that on both sides of the ball. That makes you wonder if you know. I think they'll win the AFC South here. I th- I think they could do some damage in the playoffs. Very sneaky. They'll they'll probably have Tannehill back. One thing I'd like to see out of them though is they need receivers to step up. I mean. Their tight end, Oconquo, who had one catch on the first play of the game, led them in receiving in 48 yards. That's my uh, one worry. I, I think he had the only catch for a like receiver. I don't think any wide receiver had a catch. 
No, yeah, you're right. Sorry, yeah, you're right. It was just tight ends. Tight ends is the weird realm of they're kind of receivers, uh, you know. But I, I agree with you, though. That's That was impressive enough that, you know, backup quarterback heading into Arrowhead, spread was, what, 12 and a half, 13? Something crazy. Yeah, something crazy. They were expected to get blown out, and, you know, they forced OT. I don't, I don't know if I'd say forced. They kind of let up OT, but... To even go to OT in that game for them, they sit at five and three. They're in a fine enough spot. That's that's a loss you can take. That's a loss. It's a game you look at on the schedule and say, if you offer them, hey, you have OT, you have a chance. Would you accept an OT at, in, at, at Arrowhead? They'd say, absolutely. 100 times out of 100. But yeah, those Chiefs, man, they're pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, they're all right, Jim. I right. think they're all right. The last thing I'd mention about that is I know we do – give Pat Mahomes flowers. I almost think we don't give him enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he was close to setting the single game record for completions. He is unbelievable. Yeah. They, I mean, that's he's when he finishes, I think he'll be top five, top three quarterbacks of all time. Am I crazy for saying that? I don't think so. Is that, I mean, is that I love Pat Mahomes or? I think it's it's you know it might sound outlandish based off his body of work right now, but I think you're saying that under the assumption that he's going to continue, if not improve, this body of work. And what we've seen so far out of him is absolutely generational. It yeah. sucks. I, don't, I hate the Chiefs, but they're going to be good for like the next ten years at least. Yep. Oh, whatever. Speaking of generational QBs, we can head over to Monday Night Football, where hey. the marvelous. Lamarvelous Jackson. Hey. Oh, I love that man. I love him so dearly. The Ravens better better pay him, dude. They're gonna I be can't. forced. They're I gonna be forced. In the uniform, dude. He's awesome. And he's such a good dude. Did you see that video? I did. That was awesome. He's a great guy and he's great at football. And I've heard a lot less hate for him this year, which I appreciate. Although Skip Bayless still had a bone to pick about him yelling at his O-line. Did you see him yelling at his O-line? Yeah. So what? What was Skip's problem? That a QB shouldn't do that. He loves Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Brady. Of course. Yep. Whatever, Skip. Come on the show and discuss. Yeah. On our show, we appreciate Lamar. (laughs) He is awesome. Did you see that? Well, I want to talk about that one play, too, where his own O-lineman fumbles fumbles the ball, ball out of Lamar's hands. He picks it up on the run, lays a absolute dart, incomplete, but it was a 50-yard dart down the sidelines. No other QBs doing that like Lamar. That no. man's awesome. I like, I haven't checked yet, but I think I like his value for MVP as well. Dude, think about where this Ravens team would be without him. Bad. Good luck. If Even if you have, all right, so yeah. What if they had Mac Jones? See ya. What if they have Mac Jones? What if they never went to Lamar? I mean, that's a ridiculous if, but... No, I know. I think they're... What if they had, like, a pedestrian quarterback? I think they're, what, three and six instead? This guy is crazy good. Crazy. I, Jim, I don't think that's outrageous either. The, the uh, MVP take for the value, at least. No. Dude, they could finish as the one seed in the AFC. Dude, they're six and three, and their remaining schedule... The only remaining winning record team at this moment in time are the Bengals. 
Really? The rest of them are all under 500. Oh, wow. So, and yeah. they're only getting healthier. Yeah, they're on, they're on by this week. They're getting healthy. Reasonably speaking, you know, I don't think it's outrageous to say one or two more losses max. I, I don't, I, I'm, yeah, dude, I, I wouldn't be stunned to see them finish as the one in the AFC, man. This is a, this, that's narrative city, dude. Of course it is. Of course it is. And he hit Lamar's play like the first couple weeks of the season. He was like that guy. And it mm-hmm. kind of fell off and was mediocre. The last time we, we saw just how valuable he was on the national stage, which I think is big when you can step up in prime time like that. And sure, the Saints aren't anything special. See you, Saints. You guys, I mean, figure out the quarterback thing and then get back to me. But, like, I, I like Lamar. His Oz is MVP. I don't know what that is right now. But I think that if I was going to take a ticket, that'd be the one to take. Right now, Lamar Jackson is fifth in odds for MVP behind Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, and Tua. Kind of surprising. But I like I like those odds, man. I think that's pretty good value. I, I don't think that's a bad bet at all. Pat Mahomes is the favorite. Interesting. I could see that. Yeah, he's pretty good at football too, Jim. How is Herbert this high? I don't know. I guess Chargers are five and three. Everyone loves Herbert. It also like why would you ever bet one of these? Like this is bananas. Burn you like burning money. Marcus Mariota. Heineke. Oh. Sneaky Jim. That's a be a gym pick. Five and one on the season. Ain't too shabby for a couple of clowns. Talk about football once a week. You know, that's that's really how it should be, Jim, is you get two Jamokes who find the best bet of the week each week, and that is the only thing you take. If I follow just the be a gym picks in my real life betting and I, you know, put a hundred bucks on it. I would be up money instead of down money. That would be cool. But I can't do that. I, oh, that's a whole other discussion. Whatever. Yeah, we fade can, yourself. We can get into the week 10. Now it is time to dive into week 10 here, Jim. Thursday night football action, NFC South. The Falcons headed to Carolina for a rematch of one of the most electric games we've seen this season. And Jim, based off of what I saw last week from the Panthers, I like the Falcons to win this one. I think they're going to do what they want on the ground. I think that Marcus Mariota will have a pretty good game as well. He had a nice game the last time they played. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle Pitts very involved here. Yeah, Jim, uh, I know typically home dogs in primetime especially is a great bet. But not when that team is the Carolina Panthers who are stinky, stinky doo-doo. I agree with you that the Falcons will be able to control this one and they should be able to take home the dub there. We got the inaugural Munich game. Mm. Last game that was played here was a soccer game this past week with seven goals being scored. Seven goals in the soccer game. Seven. All right. Goals and scoring in soccer for those that are interested. Anyway. Maybe that's a preview for a little over-ski here. Who knows? But this is kind of a tough one for me, Jim. Both teams on the road. I'd like to think that the Bucks could take down the Hawks and, you know, start to really get their season back on track. But the birds are hot, Jim. Yep. I don't know. I don't know, Jim. 
I'd probably... Do you think Gino can take down Tom? That's the thing, is they're not playing each other, per se. I I don't know if Gino has been challenged by a defense like this, necessarily, yet. So the last time, I mean, I think the best defense they've played to this point is the Broncos. And they narrowly escaped that one. That was week one. That was a long time ago. But I think one thing that's going to affect them, too, sneaky, is... Like Germany is on like the other side of the world from Seattle. Great team. Uh, I mean, Tampa. Tampa is not that much further, but like it, it's that's like twelve plus hours of travel for them. That's a lot. And I also think the Buccaneers. This this is pedal to the metal time for them, dude. This is total wake up and, and get it in action here. I like them to win. I think that Kenneth Walker. Will also struggle against this this tough Bucks front seven, um, so, so I so that's my 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 big thing here is I don't think they'll be able to lean on the running game for Seattle, so I think the Buccaneers win here and I think they do it, you know, by a decent margin. I, I like that take, Jim. I wasn't really thinking about the around the world aspect of this. Yeah, one. Sne- very sneakily. Great point. That is detrimental to a team in my opinion and i yep. think it's cruel that the nfl made a west coast team to do the it's kind of bananas when you think about it it is unreal yeah i like the bucks a lot here now that you said that all right baby fire up the jets fire up the engines moving on now vikings visiting the bills in a 1 p.m game flex that one if they could anyways this one really depends on josh allen's status in my opinion he didn't participate in practice today. This is Wednesday. We're filming this. And if he can't go, I like the Vikings, right? If like, he can't go, I love the Vikings. Yeah, too. like, I – and honestly, like, it's scaring me that they're holding him out of practice. You don't hold out your QB1 for no good reason. His elbow has got to be wicked goofed up. They were talking about potential nerve damage. Ooh. That's not good. That also spells trouble down the stretch here if it's really serious. And the Vikings, man, they've they've proven they can get it done. I don't know if they've been challenged like they will be on Sunday by a team like the Bills here. But uh, the, I, I honestly, if, if Allen goes, I think the Bills win, but it's tight. If he doesn't, I think the Vikings get a victory. I, I argue that even with a banged-up Allen, the Vikings are good, dude. I know the Bills are really, really, really good. Vikings are seven and one. I mean, I know we don't really want to talk about the lines necessarily, but it's sitting at three and a half at this moment. I don't know if the Vikings lose by more than a field goal. I think this is a close game. Fair enough. The only thing that really concerns me here is I feel like the Vikings defense is kind of buns other than Zadarius Smith. That's true. Uh, uh, and if if Allen's healthy and he's good, I think that they'll feast. But again, who knows? Like you said, this this is a toss up one. I uh, this is a game that I don't think I would bet honestly, unless I knew. I, 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 when, unless I was in the room with the doctors when they talked about Josh Allen's elbow. Honestly, I, who's who's to say? I have no idea. I really don't. Uh yeah, that's fair. I think that's a live betting city game. Sure, depending on who gets yeah. out to the lead first. Yeah. Yeah, I like that take. All right, we can move right along to the Jaguars visiting KC. Ooh, that's a big number. I mean, I think the Chiefs win this game, Jim. Yes. 
I don't know if they do it convincingly necessarily. My thinking is, dude, the Titans just went into Arrowhead with the same game plan of rush the ball down their throat. And I think ETN might be able to do the same. I know he's not Derrick Henry, but he's yeah. looked pretty good this year, Jim. He has. I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to come out of Arrowhead with the win, but I think they'll be able to keep it a little closer than some people might think. I feel like my my real issue here is like, are the Jags really going to be able to stop the Chiefs on on defense? That's a good counter. That's my thing. Like the Titans' defense is not fraudulent. That's a pretty strong defense. Yeah, true. Jag, Jags' defense, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know, guys. And uh, and on the other side for, for the Jags too, like, ETN has been good, for sure. But he's not Derrick Henry. That's not the same running style. That's not power. That's not ISO running. You know, throw a fullback in there, a couple of tight ends, and plow into you. That's zone stuff. That's more of the stretch stuff. You know, you need that speed to get outside. Uh, I I like the Chiefs here by a lot. I think. Jim, I think you brought up a great point there with the defenses. Uh, I think the Titans' defense being at least semi-legitimate, if not very legitimate, allowed them to play that type of game style where they could rush the ball and just hold the hold the Chiefs a bit. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point that, you know, KC hops out to a 10-14 point lead. The Jags are not going to just see it. And see then it's done. So we'll see. Yeah. We can keep going now. Browns, Dolphins in Miami. Jim, this one's got me questioning myself a little bit here. Nah, and I, yeah. I, I think I kind of like the Browns in an upset special. I really do here. Interesting, Jim. You know, I don't hate it mostly because. The Dolphins' defense is questionable, Jim. Very questionable. <laughs> very, very questionable. Uh, people people don't talk enough about how they give up a ton of points. And, you know, they get away with it because their offense is that explosive. Yeah. My counter would be heading down to Miami's hard for these northern teams. I don't know if I'd call Cleveland that north. but Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a northern team for the sake of this. You know, you've seen what they do down there. They, you know treat their bench nicely with the cooldowns and they make the other team suffer in the sun. Yeah. So I don't know. I think Miami is a tough place to play. I don't think the Browns are that good with Brissett. No shade to Brissett, but. Well, okay. I'll say this. Sorry. Were you going to keep going? I was just going to say, I think I still like the Dolphins in this one. Okay. That's fair enough. I'll say this. Brissett was the quarterback of the Dolphins last year. So he's used to playing down there. I don't think that's a, that's an issue for him individually. Also, here's an advanced stat from Michael Florio. Nick Chubb leads the league with 266 rushing yards over expectation on outside runs. This week against the Dolphins, he faces a defense having allowed 192 rushing yards over expectation on outside runs, the second most in the NFL. Nick Chubb is one of the best pure runners in football right now. I think he takes over, and I think that's how the Browns win. That's that's my thinking. Yeah, I mean, my thinking is when I hear that, I just think 
you know, screw the spread, screw the over. Give me Nick Chubb legacy game. <laughs> okay, sure. Fine. I like that. <laughs> that's what I hear. Maybe that's the bet for this one is just Nick Chubb legacy game. How's that? Yeah, that's a good stat, though. I definitely think they could be susceptible to the Chubb. <laughs> All right. We can keep it moving here. Texans headed up to New York, or excuse me, New Jersey to visit the Giants. And this one's kind of got me wondering if I think the Giants can come out of a bye and kind of stay with what they had. I think that they win here, but I think it's really close. I think that Saquon Barkley goes crazy on the ground. The Texans have a horrible, horrible rushing defense. And I think that's the difference here. But I don't think it's really that it's going to be a blowout or anything crazy. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, give me the Giants, Jim. Texans stink. That is the soundest analysis you'll ever hear in your life. Thanks, man. Aren't the Giants off a bye? They are. Correct. Give me a Dable. Hype that team up on the bye week. Smackdown. All right. You think they keep it close, though? I do. Okay. That's fair. Uh, The Texans do do a good job. Do do. Do do a good job. At keeping games close and just losing. Sneaky, they're good at covering the spread. They are good at that. Right, well, maybe I won't touch that one. That's that's a Sunday morning. Throw something in the parlay. Which okay. side do you like, Jim? Do you have any more thoughts on that one? No, I think I got it all out when you weren't listening to me. We can just keep going here to, to <laughs> Detroit and Chicago. The Lions coming off of a big victory against the Packers here. On the road against the Bears team that has been slowly improving each week, if you ask me. Um, And and I'm going to take the Bears for sure. I I think that they'll be able to do enough in the air and just continue to run the ball. Use Justin Fields as kind of the center of that offense. He's kind of what they orbit around. And I love what I've seen from them. I mean, their defense is very bad. So maybe that's one cause for concern because the Lions have been, you know, explosive against bad defenses. But but I like the Bears to win here. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. I think that was Justin Fields' breakout. Like, I think he's really going to come on the scene here. And I think, I mean, I think the Lions are kind of due for a letdown, to be honest, Jim. They beat the Packers, but is that really an impressive accomplishment right now in this season? No. Packer. Anyway, that's enough with that. We can go to the game that I thought we were talking about earlier, the Broncos (laughs) Titans. Give me the Titans here, Jim. They're at home. Okay. I know the Broncos, I think they're off a bye as well, right? Yes, they are. Correct. I, I just don't know how much Nathaniel Hackett's effect in that locker room on that bye week. I still think they're broken. I think the Titans defense will be able to hold them. Maybe the plays Broncos a team total under. I'm a little worried about the Malik Willis led offense, but I think Derrick Henry is good enough that they'll, it's going to be a low scoring affair. I think it'll be tight, but I think the Titans can pull it off. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of falling back on my, my preseason bias here. I think I like the Broncos, honestly. And it's so crazy because I've, been so mad at them and I've trusted them so many times over and over again. But I'm talking myself into their defense, just shutting the Titans down. 
Like, I mean, and then I look at it and I go, okay, well, is their offense going to be able to do anything? I don't know. I think that that this week, that that bye week really is going to help them and that they'll take a small step forward in this one. So I'm going to take Denver. Fair enough, Jim. Cool. Now we can move on to Saints-Steelers. The Saints headed up to Akershire Stadium. Oh, I hate the name of that. Should just be Heinz Field. And the Steelers coming off of a bye here. I like the Saints. I think that they're a better all-around team than the Steelers at this stage. I saw a report that TJ Watt was going to be coming back soon. So if he's back, I think that makes a huge difference, and I would take the Steelers. However, right now, as far as I know, he is not back. So I like the Saints. Thanks, Jim. That was sound analysis. I think this is a wait and see who's playing this game type of game. Yeah. I don't know if I love Andy Dalton as my starting quarterback moving forward. Is he slated to start again? God, I hope not. I think so. I believe so, yes. He does not look good. He does not look promising, man. Because he's not good. I'd rather Jameis. I really would. Me too. I don't know why they won't just give it to him. This is this was probably this would probably be my stay away game. Fair enough. If I had to pick one, I just yeah. think you know two stinky stinky teams. I do agree with your points about the Saints being better all around overall, but I don't. I don't. You know, Tomlin is a dog at home off a bye. If I had to pick a side, it would be the Steelers, even though I think they're awful. Very fair. Very fair. We can head on over to <laughs> the battle of the. I don't even know what to call this battle of two incompetent franchises. Booty teams. Colts heading down to sunny Las Vegas. I mean, this is an easy one for me. Really? Is it Colts? No. Good. It's the Raiders, dude. I I just freaked out about how they hired Jeff Saturday as their head coach. Some people are talking about Colts here, and I just... How? How? Wow. Yeah, it's got to be the Raiders. Too. They were so bad against the Patriots last week with the head coach that's been there the whole time. They literally, dude, this guy was doing a TV show last week during the day, and now he's their head coach. And he had to decide who's going to call plays of the schleps that were still there because none of them got hired to be the interim. It's crazy. I'm all over the Raiders. It, it's tough to want to be all over the Raiders with you just because, man, that team is awful. Yeah. I mean, know what you're going to get with them you know on the flip side there's the case of you know head coach gets fired it kind of fires up the team however however, i don't know if this hire is that type of hire no like if you're up the team hire if you're a player and you're like Oh, that's good. Like we'll get a new some some new blood within the organization. Somebody's gonna think differently, but still knows how we do things. Now you get a guy that has no idea how you do things. He just got into the locker room. That is a crazy, crazy midseason move for me. I like the Raiders to win, and I kind of like them to do it big too. I know they're bad, but the Colts are also were bad enough in the first place. The, the, this this move, man, forget it for them. Forget it. Yeah, all right, I'm with you. Trial, I'll I'll ride with the Raiders here. Thanks. This next one's a good one, Jim. Well, Not it. What? Well, <laughs> that's what they said when they made it <laughs> preseason. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I'm all over the Cowboys heading to Lambeau and st- just taking down those Packers. Yeah, get out of here, Green Bay. No the Dallas defense is legit in my mind. Yep. Very, very legit. If the Packers can only put up nine points against the Lions, I don't know how much they can put up against this Cowboys team. I think this Cowboys team can really – I don't think this is going to be that close. I think this is going to be a disappointingly wider wider end result, wider margin at the end. Yeah, I think that's thought this would be when they scheduled this thing. Yeah, definitely. I agree with every point you just made there. Cowboys defense is an elite unit. Packers offense has struggled so bad. I mean, they just struggled against one of the worst defenses in the league. I like the Packers to win handily as well. We'll keep moving. Cardinals headed to L.A. to take on the Rams here. And I hate this game so much. Both of these teams are so fraudulent. At the end of the day, though, I think I'm going to have to go with the team that's better coached. I'm going to go with the Rams here. Ultimately, it falls on whether or not Matthew Stafford actually has a concussion. I don't know what the deal with that was. He popped up today on the injury report with that. So if he does, then I'll take the Cardinals. But otherwise, I'm on the uh, or I'm on the Rams. You know, we talk about battles of birds, battles of dumpster fires. This is the battle of the frauds, Jim. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like loser goes home, not home, home, home. Like loser has to declare bankruptcy, has to come out, and their official team Twitter needs to say, "We are frauds." Correct. With that said, give me the birds. Give me the birds. Oh my god, dude! Fraud off. Who do you take? You take Alex, the come on, bro. The bigger fraud, Jim. The biggest fraud of all is the Arizona Cardinals team. And if they're in a fraud off, give me the big fraud. Oh my goodness! I like the logic behind the fraud off thing, but come on, you run back to this team every single Sunday, and they've repeatedly beat you up physically and emotionally. It's sad to see. So for your sake, I hope the Cardinals do win. But I don't see it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever, man. We can move on. (laughs) Chargers heading down to San Fran. Battle of California. Opposite. Chargers heading up. Uh, Jeez, I don't know. Sorry. Geography lesson for you. Thank you. Anyway, again, we're not going to talk spread here necessarily, but I think that's a big number. And I think the Chargers can keep this close. This is kind of injury dependent in my mind, though. Okay. I, I do think the Niners, they're a scary team. Yep. I think that's a big number. I do think the Niners are way better than the Falcons in the sense that if you know the Chargers are without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen again, they're not going to be able to just steal a game away from a, the Niners like they did the Falcons, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I would keep an eye out for the injury report, the inactives here. You know, obviously the number is going to move as the news comes out. I do think the Niners win this ultimately, though. Yeah, I think the the Niners win it here. I don't know exactly how close it's going to be. I'm looking at this, dude. Like, you're telling me that they're going to be able to hold Christian McCaffrey? Nope. You're telling me that I'm pretty sure Debo Samuel is also slated to come back this week. You're telling me that he's not going to get involved? Like, I I just think that they'll overwhelm that Chargers defense. And uh, and I, I've said it multiple times. I think the Niners have one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the league. 
I think this is a horrible matchup for the Chargers, and I like the 49ers very much here. I think that is sound logic, Jim. Very, very sound, sound logic. Thanks, Jim. I can bring us right into the last game of the week now. The Monday nighter, the Commanders headed to the link to battle the Eagles. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I like the Commanders to keep it close. I'm all over the commies. Yeah, I like the Commanders to keep it close. However, I, I, I think the Eagles will win. I think the Eagles will win. But I, I'm very tempted to say the Commanders can steal this one. I'll I, say that. I agree. I agree, dude. The money line looks a little juicy. I won't lie. Wow, plus 370. I don't wow. think they necessarily will win. But I'm loving them with the points. I think they can keep this close. I know the Eagles are good. I just think that the commies are a scrappy team with a decent, decent, no, better than decent front. Correct. Uh, the decent, decent is, you know, decent, decent defense. But the front, you know, their front seven's better than decent. He's decent a lot there. But I do think they keep this close. I think it'll be a better game than people think it will be. Me too. I agree. And the first time these two teams met, the commanders got absolutely washed. They got wiped. That was a different that their their defense wasn't what it is now. And they had once a quarterback. I honestly think the team responds better to Heineke at quarterback, as much as I like to make fun of you for loving Taylor Heineke. I think you have a point. I think that they like him more. Um but yeah, that's that's gonna do it for the the week ten preview here. Quickly, I'm going to mention the teams that are on buys here. We've got both of our teams, the Ravens and the Pats, also have the Jets and the Bengals on buy here. So obviously we didn't talk about them. They're on a buy. They're resting up. We are going to move into our next segment here, our top three favorite picks for this week, Jim. And let's take a look. All right, Jim, I will start us off here. One of my favorite bets of this week is going to be 49ers minus seven against the Chargers. I just talked about it. I love the matchup here for the 49ers. I think they'll be able to do what they want on the ground. I think that Debo Samuel will come back and get involved, help them pull away here. So I like them this week. That's a good pick, Jim. Uh, I like your reasoning there. Very sound and logical. My first pick that I love will be the Chicago Bears minus three at home against the Lions. I think we saw the beginnings of an emerging rising star in Justin Fields last week, and I think he continues that against a not great Lions team, and I think the Bears can easily cover that three. I like that, Jim. Agree with you there. I'm going to go in a different direction here with my second pick. Take the Chiefs minus nine and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think the Jags will be able to stop the Chiefs in the air. I think the Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to do whatever he wants. And I also think that that Chiefs front will hold up differently against ETN and the and the Jags offense. So I think that they'll be able to hold them. I think they'll be able to score it well. I like the Chiefs to win big. Reasonable enough, Jim. My next one would be the Vikings plus three and a half on the road against the Buffalo Bills. I'm a little concerned about Josh Allen's health. I don't know if he's going to suit up. I think even if he does, he's going to be a little banged up against a Vikings team that, quite frankly, hasn't gotten the respect they deserve. I think plus three and a half is a great spot for the Vikings here. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's definitely concerning. Allen's held something to watch for sure. And in the Sunday, my last pick, it's going to be Raiders minus six. And the Raiders are so bad, and it kills me to do this. But the Colts are just as bad. And what they just did with their head coaching position is so wild that I feel so inclined to take them here. And I'm going to. Like, they are just a dumpster fire right now. That's an insane what they just did, and I think they're going to pay for it. That's not unreasonable at all, Jim. The Colts could just come out as a dead fish. Wouldn't be surprising. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, end off with my last one being the Washington Commanders plus 10.5. I think that's a lot of points for a team that is going to look to be scrappy in this game, led by Taylor Heineke himself. I think they can keep this closer than 10.5 points. I like that hook there. Even if they do lose, don't feel like it'll be more than ten. Hmm. Let's uh let's move on to our whopper, whopper, whopper. Be a gym pick of the week here. Be a gym picks are five and one on the season. Jim, you want to tell the people what we love this week? Yeah, I bet they could guess it based off how we talked about it. It's gonna be the Dallas Cowboys minus five. Yes, it is. Now, that is a lot of points to lay for a road team, but I think this Packers team's broken, Jim. Yep. I think they're so, so broken. I think the Cowboys are fresh off a bye. I think that defense is very, very good. I think they'll be able to hold the Packers, and I think that they will be able to cover this five. Absolutely. I agree with every single point you just made there. This is not the Packers that we are used to, this team that just lost the Lions last week. That was so demoralizing. They won't be able to get back on track here. The Cowboys are too good on defense. Book it. Cowboys minus five. Be a gym. Well, that'll do it, Jim. Always a pleasure talking football with you for a couple hours uh, throughout the week. Brightens my week a bit. Hopefully it brightens our listeners' ears a bit and brightens their week a bit. Yeah, that'd be nice. It brightens us if you are listening to us. So hopefully you find some joy out of listening. Uh, and if not, Hopefully you're bumping up those numbers while this plays while you sleep. (laughs) Regardless, thank you. Thank you. And go get yourself a Whopper, Whopper, Whopper. Psych, we don't give up free ads, but if Burger King (laughs) is up, if you would like to sponsor. Uh, Absolutely. I'll do it. Uh, Thanks, everybody.